Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Bill Press Show. It is the Bill Press Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our weekend podcast. You know, we talk about... A lot of different issues on the show when we are live during the week, but we also like to give you a little something that's extra on the weekends, which we don't put out on uh, our radio stations or on TV. We do it just for our podcast listeners, which you can get only if you subscribe to the Bill Press Show podcast. Again, we put out the podcast Monday through Friday and also on the weekends. And today's guest is Gideon Resnick. He is from the Daily Beast, political reporter. Gideon, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you write about a lot of different issues, but you wrote about one story in particular that, that got my attention. Uh, it was a couple of, I'd say, months ago now, although these days, who knows what time is anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it was a couple months ago that Bernie Sanders took on Amazon. And he said, you know, you guys are making so much money and you have your employees that are living in literally living in poverty, living out of their cars, things like that. You need to pay your employees an actual living wage. And Amazon, to their credit, they didn't you – know, I'll give them some credit. They did raise the wages. Now, they they found some other ways around it, and they, they're not going to you know end up losing a ton of money on this whole thing. But they are paying their workers. And now Bernie Sanders has taken on a new target, and that is Walmart. Tell us about it. Yeah, so it's basically the same sort of strategy that's going on here. And, you know, anybody familiar with Senator Sanders' rhetoric, um, you know, since the presidential campaign and, and onward, he has talked at length about the Walton family and, you know, even down to the specifics of the cars that some of them own, the art collections that some of them own. So essentially, this is a new bill that, again, these don't have a, a chance in hell, essentially, of, of passing in any form, given the current makeup of Congress. But basically, it's another one to essentially put a pressure campaign on the, uh, the Walton family and Walmart at writ large to raise the wages to $15 an hour, uh, the, the same way that they did with Amazon. Um, we don't really know, you know, right now if it's going to necessarily work. As I understand it, the senator yesterday said that he hadn't had conversations with Walmart so far. Um, but we've seen successes before for a pressure campaign that involves both him and actual workers at these companies. Because uh, when you get enough attention on it, obviously, then I, I think you get to a point where the CEOs feel bad and they realize it's more of a PR problem for them if they don't do something about it. You know, Bernie Sanders is one of the most visible politicians in America today. Uh, it seems to be pretty clear that he's going to run for president again in 2020. And you have to wonder, 
you know, like with Amazon, I think part of it was they could see the way that the winds were blowing here, right? Uh, Democrats got some power back in the house, got, got the majority back in the house. Uh, who knows what could happen with the Senate and the presidency in 2020, but like there will be a time that Democrats will have some power back and, seems like Amazon sort of covered their ass a little bit by changing their policy after Bernie came after him. So I wonder if Walmart is sensing the same thing, you know, that, you know, Bernie Sanders doesn't necessarily, and the Senate, I should say, doesn't necessarily have the power to do anything right now, but that could change dramatically here in a couple of years. Right, exactly. And and the, the more that he has sort of done this kind of expansion of his own political powers, I think even outside of the Senate, because often he works sort of outside in, uh, it, it creates this sort of impossible to avoid scenario, right? Where you have workers who are now empowered themselves to actually personally talk about what's going on. You know, there were people on this um, call that he had yesterday with reporters, workers at Walmart who were talking about being previously homeless, um, having this sort of, uh, unsustainability of what is now, I think, the max uh, $11 an hour minimum wage at the company, um, where they don't know if they can pay, you know, healthcare bills, where it, they're working a lot of hours to actually, you know, get enough money to, to, to survive. Um, so what he does really well, I think, that is different from a lot of other politicians is that he kind of works within the Senate, but also often works outside of it to, to create this this pressure campaign that these companies can't really avoid. So can you talk to us a little bit about the legislation and what some of the things are that uh, Bernie Sanders, the the bill, the Stop Walmart Act, uh, was introduced with uh, Congressman Ro Khanna from California. Um, tell us a little bit about what they're targeting here and how they're aiming at uh, Walmart. Yeah, so basically what they're proposing, uh, and this is the way that it, it, it is slightly different from the um, Stop Bezos Act, which was also um, hilariously with an acronym for Bezos' last name. It's pretty name. great. Um, I mean, I, I'll give them that. They got they got the acronym game down pretty pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we actually don't know what the acronym is in this case for Walmart, which is something um, that now I'm hitting myself for not asking. Uh, <laughs> but basically what, th what this would do in theory is they don't want to allow these large companies, Walmart specifically in this case, to be buying back stock until and unless, um, you know, the, the employees at the company are earning $15 an hour, um, the employees are earning seven days of paid sick leave, and then also ensuring that the, the CEO compensation is not more than 150 times the, the median pay of all employees. And they're getting those figures, I believe, from um, stories, I think, from last year, where Walmart had made more than $13 billion in profit. But the median worker pay was, uh, you know, like $19,000 a year, which I think if you break that down by hour, you're looking at about um, an $11 minimum wage. So that's basically what they have put out here. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't know if there is going to be a response per se from the company. I think that they did actually raise that minimum wage to $11 an hour after the uh, tax reform measure from the Republican Congress last year. Um, but, you know, if this balloons again into a larger pressure campaign, then you're looking at something where uh, there could conceivably be a response. So 
Bernie, one of the quotes you have uh, in your piece is, quote, Bernie saying, quote, when we talk about corporate greed in this country, I think it's fair to say that Walmart becomes the poster child. And, quote, Walmart has been the poster child for uh, anti-union efforts, uh, corporate greed for a very, very, very long time now. And this is the first time that we've seen, really, a politician sort of go after them and target them. And it's Bernie Sanders. Now, a lot of establishment Democrats like to point out that, Demi, that Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. Uh, he is an independent. But it's kind of telling that there haven't really been any other Democrats to get on this train in such a vocal and effective way. I mean, look, we talk about Bernie Sanders a lot on this show because – those uh, th- those people who follow Bill and follow the show know that Bernie Sanders launched his presidential campaign literally in Bill Press's living room. So, like, we're big fans of Bernie on the show, but why is it that nobody else has gotten on board and taken the fight to these corporations the way that Bernie has? You know, that's an interesting question. I think it's that there aren't a lot of people who think about these things in the same way as he does, Right. And the other part of that, too, is that if you're looking purely at presidential politics here, and again, we don't really know if he is going to inevitably jump in again. Um, Everything that we've heard is sort of he wants to kind of look at all of the field and see who is best equipped to win uh, that head-to-head matchup against Trump. Um, But when you look at the lanes that people are sort of forming for themselves in prospective presidential politics – He's unique in the sense that I think other Democrats are sort of trying to carve out um, other things that that focus more specifically on things like criminal justice reform, uh, things like corruption measures, anti-corruption measures. So what that allows him to do, in a sense, is to keep staying in this lane that he's been in for quite some time, where he focuses on large corporations and the consolidation of wealth at those corporations. Um, so there, there might not really be that much of an incentive for other Democrats to necessarily take this lane themselves as opposed to just you know, co-sponsoring legislation that he has because he has so occupied the lane for quite some time. I mean, as, at least as long as he's been on the national scene. Uh, a couple other uh, tidbits from your piece uh, that, that Bernie Sanders and Ro Khanna both pointed out. Walmart made more than – this blows my mind. $13 billion in profits last year, and their median worker pay was $19,000, $19,177 per year. That is amazing. Like, that's amazing. Uh, and so, look, this worked with Amazon to a degree. They, they changed their policy on their minimum wage. Has Walmart given any indication at all? Uh, as to how they're going to respond to this? They had first commented in a Washington Post story that I saw um, the night before this was actually announced. And I I think they were pushing back on the senator's characterization of how they were paying workers effectively, which makes sense. (coughs) Excuse me. But um, other than that, I haven't really seen too much on this front. Um, And the other thing that I think distinguishes them from a place like Amazon is that for all of Amazon's faults, it is sort of a more 
quote unquote forward looking sure. company, right? Yeah. There, there's a there's an element of newness. There's an element of that sort of um, the idea that it it, it is run uh, at its top by people who have more liberal inclinations. So it's possible that pressure campaigns work on people like that a little more effectively than they do with sort of um, old school uh, types of people at these other larger corporations. Um, that's me sort of speculating on, on why a pressure campaign might be different here. Um, but, but as of now, we haven't really seen, you know, anything else from them, at, at least that I've seen. Gideon Resnick, he is a reporter for The Daily Beast. Read his good work at thedailybeast.com and follow him on Twitter at Gideon Resnick. That's R-E-S-N-I-C-K. Gideon, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.